0: Welcome to Right Spokane Perspective with your host, Tim
1: and Shannon.
0: It's opinion, fact, information, and your alert system. Stay tuned and enjoy the show. And welcome to Right Spokane Perspective on this Taxes, Tyranny, and Turmoil Tuesday episode. Here on Right Spokane Perspective, we're going to cover a lot of different issues here in a moment after inspiration.
1: Inspiration today is walking in Jesus' shoes. What would it be like to walk in the shoes of royalty? Angela Kelly, the daughter of a dock worker and nurse, knows. She was also the official dresser for the late Queen Elizabeth for the last two decades of the monarch's life. One of her responsibilities was to break in the aging queen's new shoes by walking in them around the palace grounds. There was a reason for it compassion for an elderly woman who sometimes was required to stand for extended periods at ceremonies. Because they wore the same shoe size, Kelly was able to save her some discomfort. Kelly's personal touch in her care for Queen Elizabeth makes me think of Paul's warm encouragement at the church in Colosha, an area in modern Turkey. Clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience, When our lives are built on Jesus, we welcome God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved. He helps us take off our old self and put on the new self, living out the identity of those who love and forgive others because God has loved and forgiven us. All around us are those who need us to walk in their shoes and have compassion for them in the day-to-day challenges of life. When we do, we walk in the shoes or the sandals of a humble King Jesus who always has compassion for us. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your forgiveness and love. Help us to receive it and also to give it away. In Jesus' name, amen.
0: Amen. Compassion and grace from our Lord and Savior is a wonderful thing because we're going to need lots of it. And our legislature is going to need even more of it because the demonstrable lack of wisdom, and foresight, insight, or any kind of just grounding in reality would be nice to see. And I look at the totality of things going on in the news, government just doesn't seem to figure out a way to quit bombarding citizenry with more and more government that creates turmoil in our lives, whether it's taxes, regulations, or things that have, to, you know, third parties that we deal with in life that create more and more confusion in our daily lives. Obviously, the taxes aren't too high because I still see long lines at those coffee shops that are selling those wonderful 5 to $7 coffees. So apparently, there's quite a few citizens that have enough money to throw away at uh, highly syruped and sugared coffee
1: cups of goodness.
0: Maybe it's just an addiction to ignore the reality of things going on. That's the, there the you coffee go. thing.
1: You have to, you have to come up with, with some kind of substitution so that you can keep your mind off of things. I mean,
0: for the old fashioned guy that just wants to have a black cup of coffee or maybe some just basic cream and sugar, what the legislature's got cooked up in their supplemental budget and their spending is, uh, there's a lot of syrup in there. But there's a lot of other flavors in there, and I don't think we'll ever know the full ingredients because the money is just going everywhere, and it's not just at the state level, but it's also at the federal level. And you know, we've pre-recorded this show, so I don't know. Maybe Congress has acted in spending. Was it ninety billion dollars to go to Ukraine, or is it sixty billion? I mean, I, I don't know. It's it's hard to keep track of whatever I think billions are just on a daily throw. basis out there and we still don't know what the actual mission is we're just throwing money at ukraine and i'm kind of wondering i go back to that interview with tucker carlson and putin and i think everyone should watch that interview i think there's another um, interview with tucker carlson explaining that where he talked to glenn beck and he explained his position on the condition of the cities not just in moscow which didn't a former mayor's wife of Moscow give the Biden family $3 million? So it's hard to know where all the money is going. The United States throws overseas. There's no logistical way that the Ukrainian people, no matter how much money we throw over there, can fend off a foe like Russia. It's just, it's, it's not anyone in their right mind realizes that the country with the largest landmass with a hundred million more people than Ukraine, I don't, think that they have a chance, and I think there's got to be some diplomacy that's done, and it seems like our country is just as incompetent as our president looks, but we're going to throw money. That's what they want to do. I don't know if they've passed it yet or not, but it's the same kind of thing that I see in Washington state. Our government is on a path of failure. I think all of these politicians go to get trained after they're elected in how government system works. And the status quo just keeps getting maintained. And the goal now of every elected individual is extract money from some people and hand it to other people. And as long as they all come together on both sides of the political aisle, you get your friend's money. I'll get my friend's money and they never solve a problem. The last couple of weeks, and I guess the last couple of years, of headlines is circled around money going everywhere. And oftentimes, it's in the guise of solving a problem. Yeah, we're going to solve the drug crisis by having government-funded injection sites. That way, if they overdose, there's somebody there to save their life. I don't think that's a good solution. We funded that. Now, that wasn't actually in the newspaper, but there is a program that is going to be government-funded through the state legislature. They want to put a site in downtown Spokane, and what this is is a statewide drug-checking network aimed at reducing overdoses. It's a glimpse into what's new in the illicit drugs circulating throughout the area so there's some new drugs that have come into the area that are even more powerful than fentanyl Uh, the testing found fentanyl powder form troubling development is there's they're even more potent than the fentanyl pills fentanyl overdoses are obviously ramping up throughout the city as well as other places the uh, Spokane County Medical Examiner investigating 49% more deaths 2019 to 2022, uh, to overdoses. And there is a new drug colloquially known as Trank. It's xylazine. It is much more powerful than some other drugs out there. So Compassionate Addiction Treatment is an organization involved with a project about testing drug samples for drug addicts in downtown Spokane, as well as a couple other cities in Washington.
1: Well, it seems to be downtown will be a great place for them to uh, go ahead and move. Over the last couple weeks in the newspaper, we've seen different articles on restaurants and different businesses moving out of downtown Spokane. So there's going to be some real estate available for them to go ahead and choose from.
0: Yeah, there was that article called Recipe for exodus, and that was Soulful Soups. She began seeking an exit. This was front page of a newspaper a week or so ago, and uh, she was seeking to exit downtown Spokane even before the shooting uh, on Tuesday that was uh, shooting by police in front of her business or in that area, and it's crime. I mean, so much of the stuff that is in the headlines is drug-related, so much criminal activity, and all of the things that they want to do to try to solve it are like, oh, we're going to go ahead and test the drugs so that we don't have as many overdoses. Even though, you know, you go to like, say Spokane News, that's something that's a Facebook site that's followed by hundreds of thousands of people in the Spokane area. You go to that site and you'll find, you know, car accidents, you'll find different criminal activities, some of it having to do with drugs. And you'll also find uh, periodically where there'll be reports of drug overdoses in various places around the city so in this article this organization that wants to do these testing sites is going to get funding from our state tax dollars to help these drug addicts uh apparently do their drugs more safely i think maybe we should just take the drug addicts off the street take their drugs away but instead they're going to be testing the drugs for them so that they can try to figure out which dealers have the best drugs i guess so the quote in here is it says uh, i know people will look at this as an enabling but we're saving lives said bobby lee Maskeloff who is trained to use specialized machine at the treatment center to scan samples and compare to known chemical signatures of drugs. In January, a woman in her late 20s or 30s came into Spokane Center for treatment. She was curious about the machine, then offered to test her Fetty powder. Moskalov said that testing found carfentanil, a synthetic of opioid 10 times more potent than morphine, 100 times more potent than fentanyl. The drug is so powerful that it's used to sedate massive creatures like elephants. She wasn't aware it had carfentanil in it, and it scared her. She thought it was fentanyl powder. The woman then warned another family member and discarded her needles. Moskolov also checks substances with drug test strips. The statewide community drug checking network is led by the addictions drug and alcohol institute at the university of washington so here we have drug testing kits we've got our our university dollars going into this where we've got state funded programs for addicts to go into these centers where they can get their drugs tested and they're finding drugs that are used to tranquilize elephants
1: so The problem I have is that they're testing drugs that are brought in from people off the street, drugs that are illegal, that if you're found in possession of, you usually can be charged with a crime, but yet there's no crime here. So we're just going to test them and then people can choose whether they still want to take them or whether they throw them away or dispose of them.
0: No, we're just, it's its like she said in the article, people are going to think of this as enabling, but we're saving lives. Are we really saving lives? Take the drug addicts off the streets. Take the drugs away from the drug addicts, dispose of them, find out where they're getting these drugs, and stop.
1: Cut it's, off it's, the source.
0: It's an industry. This is an industry all across our country, and all of the morons in Congress that fund all sorts of stuff at the state level, the incompetent... I would say, you know, you can accidentally murder someone and not even be around because you, you know, you left a hazard in their pathway. And I think that's what our state government is. They are basically accountable, in my view, for the scourge in deaths and not just drug overdoses, but drug-related crimes. And I'm going to talk about that a little bit later. The massive amount of shootings by people that have drugs on them or are tied to gangs that are funded through their drug sales, that has ramped up ferociously over the last five years. And it's because the incompetence of our government, we don't arrest anyone and hold them accountable. No, we just test their drugs and help them do their drugs more efficiently and effectively. So I'm gonna go back to this article that came out in the Spokesman Review about this drug testing technology. So not only did they find this carfentanil, in these sites, but they also found that xylazine uh, and fentanyl drug mixtures that are obviously a higher risk for poisoning. Uh, The tranquilizer slows breathing and isn't an opioid. So Narcan that they want to hand out to everyone that we covered last week, how they want everyone to have Narcan, will not reverse the effects of this drug. So what you have is uh, the Drug Drug and Alcohol Institute of the University of Washington, which we're dumping lots of funds into that. So we're, we're not stopping the flow of drugs. We're, we're going to allow the flow to continue and the drugs can be more dangerous. And we were told, well, you know, we'll just hand out Narcan to all the high schoolers. We'll hand out Narcan to everyone. Everyone will have Narcan. Well, they're lacing these drugs now with tranquilizers that Narcan doesn't bring people back from an overdose. So we're going to see that more and more. EMS, local... Police departments and hospital emergency room systems are really, really concerned about this. And and so they're they're trying to work, of course, with these collaboratives on drug checking. And uh, drug checking has two main goals, said Caleb Bonta Green, an ambitious scientist who leads the UAW Institute. First and foremost, the goal is really for people who are using drugs to have more complete information about what's in their drugs. It's really a harm reduction goal, a public health goal of reducing overdoses. There are goals around, let's understand more about the drug supply and share this information uh, with our clinical partners uh, locally so that they know what's going on and how to respond. So we're spending all of this money. The state health care authority is funding this project at about a million dollars a year for a projected uh, three sites, I guess, that they're looking at having in the last quarter, about 5% of the pills have appeared to have not just the opioids and the fentanyl, but they have the xylazine in about 12% of the powders that they've tested. There was a point last year on the East Coast where about 70% of the fentanyl had xylazine in it. And of course, we've got these other compounds that are finding their ways in that are, are a greater risk for our law enforcement, our communities, people using them. And we're just throwing government money. at. Let's just test their drugs.
1: So this is this is going to probably sound really ridiculous to some of our listeners. But, you know, Tim is is the facts and the thinking because that's the way God made him. And I'm the feeling because I'm I'm still a girl just so you know. This right here, just, I don't know if uh, any of our listeners have ever seen the movie Ratatouille, but I feel like a rat. In listening to you explain that whole entire article, what it tells me is all of these rats are looking at food that's poison and they don't know it's poison, but they're hungry and they're going to eat it and they're going to want it and they have one rat that can smell the poison in the food. And so the one rat smells every single ounce of, of food to see if there's poison in it. No, 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 not to but see you if know there's what? poison
0: in it. No, just... So see so th- th- these poisons over here aren't as bad as that poison Correct. so i'm going to give you these poisons it's yes. not it's not picking or choosing whether there's poison or not it's just picking and choosing severity of the poison.
1: Thank you for clarifying with factual evidence. Yes, that's exactly what it is. And so as you are explaining all of this, all I can see is this little rat running around in this cartoon, Ratatouille, look it up. Because sometimes, you know, some of these movies are, 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 they have really bad things in them, but they also can give us a glimpse of what we're actually seeing in reality. Are Is our government really just looking at us as like a bunch of lab rats and we're just running around and, and they're just going to let people have the drugs and, oh, it's for the safety. We're saving people. You're not.
0: Well, we're going to talk about that on the second half. I think we've got a whole lot to cover just on that one topic. So don't go anywhere, folks. We'll be right back. We want to thank God and you, the listeners, for the opportunity to continue the Right Spokane Perspective radio show and podcast programming. Listeners, it's because of your support, we continue to bring you facts, commentary, and alerts on what's happening in local government, politics, and issues affecting us all. Please send your most generous support to Right Spokane Perspective, LLC, P.O. Box 7620, Spokane, WA 99207. Thanks again, and back to the show. And welcome back to tyranny, turmoil, and too much to talk about Tuesday episode, you know, we're really stuck on this drug topic because it's all over our state budget. It's all over our city budget, our county budgets, and it's drowning our law enforcement from dealing with property crime. Of course, property crime has a lot to do with the drugs and people fueling their drug habits with stolen items at the retail stores and as well as in garages, alleyways, and theft of of vehicles and break-ins to vehicles. But we got to go back to the other article in the newspaper, that recipe for Exodus, that business owner downtown that's leaving. She made that decision to leave for a variety of reasons. Um, you know, obviously it's hard for business, but crime in, I'll quote the article, crime is just one reason she plans to leave. Like many other businesses, she has experienced many staffing issues because guess what? You probably don't want to work downtown because you're scared to park downtown. So you, you know, you want to walk if you can, so you're not leaving your car to get broken into. And then of course. I've talked to people that do business downtown that some of them are suppliers to businesses downtown. And I've even seen videos that they've showed me where they're trying to deliver goods to a business in the downtown area. And they have drug addicts that are passed out behind these buildings that start recording them saying, I'm going to turn in your business and your company for harassing me. And they're like, "Uh, no, I'm just trying to deliver the goods to this business so they can sell their products to customers. And these people are totally trespassing. We have given permit, our government has given permit to all these drug addicts and and they're, oh, you got to be compassionate, they're homeless. Why are they homeless? There is so many government subsidies out there for free housing, free food, free transportation. No, these people are drug addicts they're violating many many laws on a daily basis that affect our community affect our businesses affect tax revenue frankly from businesses that are no longer there right and our local leaders aren't doing anything about it except for having discussions about more free housing so looking at our state budget we we talked about the 2.7 billion with a B, $2.7 billion that they were going to put into the opioid crisis. And it was to, as we, I'm going to continue to say, it was for monitoring drug trafficking, not stopping it. And the reason why they don't want to stop it is they just want to test it like you were talking about as we went off into the break. They want to test the drug to see these lab rats, these human beings that are called constituents, taxpayers, and people's brothers, sisters, uncles, cousins. You know, people have family members that are getting trapped by these drugs and other criminal activity. So they get into these drugs that are really difficult to get away from, but they're also getting involved with criminal actors that are also hard to get away from once you owe the dealer some money they own you right and that's the the crime that we see we see shootings on the rise this year has been particularly violent law enforcement is facing people that are drugged out of their minds and they're having to protect themselves which creates more police involved shootings we talked about that the other day taking law enforcement off the street because they're on administrative leave because they had an axe wielding uh, man attacking them actually there was a, a letter to the editor that talked about that not too long ago having to do with law enforcement where the citizens are just getting tired of seeing our law enforcement face these kinds of attacks and then of course our law, law enforcement you know it's it's really hard for for them when they want to protect the community they just see this stuff go on and they have to ignore it because they know if they confront these drug addicts there's going to be a use of force situation There's going to be a situation where the drug addict either goes at them or creates a situation of public safety otherwise. Just keep letting them out of jail, folks. That's what our legislature is doing. They're not building us a new jail like we need. They're not bolstering our law enforcement. Nope.
1: They're They're not making laws for accountability.
0: Oh, no, they've gotten rid of a lot of those laws already, which is why the problem's out of control. They just want to test the drugs for the drug addicts. They don't want to find out them. who's dealing them. And conf- right. Because we're just going to let people do drugs. And I, this is where we have to get to the foundation of why is this happening? And everybody's really getting frustrated and people want a solution. But we have to get to the why. Why is our southern border open? Why do we have the drug cartels just moving throughout our cities? why do we have this epidemic of drugs that people are overdosing on? Why is the legislature not doing something about it? Why is Congress not doing something about it? So here's the why. Here's the answer. Because they don't want to. They don't care about the people. They actually hate you because they don't care if people in your community that you know are dying of drug overdoses. They don't care how it affects families, businesses, Because there's money on the other side of it and they have lobbyists, all these lobbyists that want to go to the legislature, go to Congress and ask for more money for mental health. We're dumping billions and billions of dollars into mental health, drug programs, you know, alternative programs from incarceration for people that are addicted, homelessness programs mostly tied to addiction. There's tons of money in it there's tons of money in it. Who would want the problem solved? Guess what? We spent so much money on homelessness. You'd think we'd have solved it already, but why isn't it solved? Because there's no profit in solving the problem. If you want to run a program and you create machines and processes that you can test drugs from the streets... Do you want less drugs on the streets for you to test? No, you're going to ask for more government money because you want more government money to test these drugs.
1: Well, can you imagine how much money we as taxpayers have has already spent on litigation and lawsuits and court dates and, and things that have been going on with the former president? I mean, all of that money could have been used to stop what's going on at the border and actually assist them in getting legal paperwork and going through the immigration process to come into our country oh, no. legally.
0: That, that, I mean, it's been millions of dollars, obviously, tens of millions of dollars to, to go after I'm just saying it would have been a good
1: first step. But there's it's a harder mil- to get on an airplane yeah. than it is to walk across our border.
0: Right. But they don't want to solve that problem. A lot of these individuals in government believe in population control. And the opioid crisis is just helping them. When people die on the streets, it just helps them. But guess what? All of the entities that are getting government funds to supposedly help solve these problems, when the problem gets worse, they just get more money. They get to build another facility. When you talk about low-income housing, you talk about all the money that's getting spent at the state level to subsidize housing units for low income. Everybody knows somebody that could be at work, but they just choose not to work because they'd rather do drugs. They'd rather stay drunk. They just don't want to work and they don't need to work because there's no requirement for their welfare benefits and their taxpayer funded housing to work. So we're funding their housing, but here's the other thing. And this is another piece of the state budget, not just for Catholic charities on their uh, St. Agnes affordable housing project on government way and sunset Boulevard. That's going to get $5 million that's being proposed in the state funding but there's money going to all these developers that want to build low-income housing for tax rebates. When all the people in those units get to vote for all those bonds and levies and taxes to be increased on the rest of us, they're living on subsidies, refusing to go to work, and oftentimes these low-income housing units become havens for, that's right, drug trafficking. And more. That's why on the show I, I talk about we're funding the problem i talk about how much we're funding the problem when i say drug test for welfare i have a feeling that if you just did a study on drug testing for welfare which of course that's not being proposed at all in the legislature cuz all the legislature wants to do is fund mental health they want to fund more facilities to test for the narcotics they want to fund more programs for people to get help because of their addiction well why are they still addicted cuz those drugs are everywhere if they go back home to their low-income housing unit, their neighbor's dealing it, right? There's people upstairs doing it. There's people on the corner doing it as they enter the low-income housing. It's They're surrounded by the drug. How do you get off of a drug if you're surrounded by it? So We're not solving it. We're funding it. We're subsidizing it. And so, no, they're not going to do a study on drug testing for welfare because what they would find is that, I'm exactly right, we're subsidizing the chaos on our streets. We're subsidizing the crime. These officers that are getting shot at, the crimes that are going on, the 18-year-olds that are going on crime sprees are because they dropped out of high school and got involved with the gang mentality and they're selling drugs on the streets. And that used to be a thing that police did something about. That used to be something where they actually would be incarcerated. Now, there are cases that we've seen of late where individuals that were drug trafficking did go to jail, but it's here and there. They caught one guy, high volume drug trafficker, you know, going between Spokane, Tri-Cities, trafficking in large amounts of fentanyl as well as other drugs, got a 15-year federal prison sentence. Okay, we're going to make an example of that guy. Well, it doesn't really help if you just bust that one guy, put him in federal prison, 15 years, he'll probably be out in five or six right? After pleading everything down and probably, you know, good time and not enough room in the jail and all the other lower level drug criminals are just out there causing chaos in our community with really no accountability because our government is too focused on funding their friends, whether it's the people that are getting the homeless dollars or whether we're spending it on, you know, bike path projects. That's another thing in the, uh, Sunset Highway area is that uh, the state's going to spend $1.8 million on a bicycle path. So if you go to California, where all these policies have been implemented ahead of Washington, implementing these types of policies that we've been talking about with drugs, addiction, and homelessness, is that those bike paths became homeless corridors. So we're going to fund $5 million for supposedly affordable housing, low-income housing. And of course we already spent, I don't know, 10 million, $20 million, whatever it was for a homeless shelter type space up off of Sunset Boulevard. Now we're going to fund a bike path project near Sunset Highway area. Hmm. I wonder if that will just turn into one of those homeless corridors like we see if you watch videos about the homeless crisis in California. I don't think we're making decisions based upon what's good for the community, what's good use of the tax dollars. We're just watching special interests that are lobbying the legislature for more money to solve a problem that they already got a lot of money to solve that problem while the problem got worse. Rinse, recycle, what is it? Rinse, recycle, repeat?
1: Rinse, recycle, repeat. Is that how the saying goes?
0: Well, that's what we're doing. So next year, they'll ask for more money because the problem that they're getting funded to solve continues to get worse. Hmm. I wonder if their solution is a bad strategy on many of these fronts. I think so. That being said, we're going to take uh, off for the day. We're going to be back with you again tomorrow. All that being said, we'll be with you again tomorrow. Bye-bye. You have been listening to Right Spokane Perspective. We are sponsored by Right Spokane Perspective LLC and made possible by advertisers you hear and contributions from listeners like you.